You're listening to the Salty Sex Cast with Pamela and Mariah. Yeah, and what's puberty? The sex education you wish you had in high school. Maybe a diagram will help. Hello. Welcome back to the Salty Sex Cast. Yes, it's kind of the shady sex cast for me today. I'm wearing my sunglasses <laughs> in our studio because I just had LASIK and two days ago. And so they're still a little sensitive to, to, to light. Anyway, so I look ridiculous, but that's okay. You don't look ridiculous. You look cool. Oh, thanks. You're like the coolest girl in school. <laughs> <laughs> nice yeah (laughs) um well good i'm glad that it went well it did yeah you can see yeah a slight complication because like part of the procedure they suction cup a piece to your eye and it wouldn't on my left eye so i have like a like it broke a bunch of blood vessels so it's Mm. very very red it looks really really bad but it doesn't hurt so it just looks really gross oh so um, it's good that i have some yeah, glasses th- I was on gonna too. Say, thank you for wearing those yeah <laughs> right yeah but i think it looks kind of cool oh thanks like you look tough oh yeah yeah <laughs> i'm too cool i have to wear sunglasses inside yeah for a podcast that no one's gonna see well i mean we have we have video so some people will see yeah it. our patrons will see it mm-hmm. our faithful patrons yeah yeah they're great they're so great so um should we just dive right in yeah let's do it so uh we have a really cool guest today um this is a topic i've been wanting to to focus on since we first started the podcast because i i had started reading a book on tantra Mm -hmm. and then um life got in the way and i i don't finish many books lately but um we found an expert to to talk about this um his name is rocky cancilla hi rocky hello everyone can you nice give a, to be here thanks for being here uh can you give us a little introduction of yourself hi uh yeah i've been a uh a clinical body worker uh for 35 years and during that time i've dated a few overly uh, sexually interested women and <laughs> <laughs> not in a bad way. Yeah. And so, uh, my first partner of that, uh, arena, we ended up taking a Tantra class at, a at a nudist hot spring in Northern California. And, um, and we, I've evolved from that to including what I do energetically with my body work and the Tantra, and um, and it's become a lifestyle. Wow. it's very cool. So for our listeners who've never heard of Tantra before, can you give us a basic definition? Yes. So Tantra is about uh, recognition of energy in your body and intentionally increasing it and moving it through your body, um, which... Uh, the body has seven sections uh, from the top of your head to uh, the bottom of your groin. And those seven sections contain all the past and present emotions that you could possibly have. So as you run this energy through those um, sections of your body, then you 
relax and you open up and energy flows and emotions open and kind of an, an electrical awakening occurs within your body. And as you move that into the upper head area of these uh, chakras is what it's called, mm-hmm. um, a, an altered state occurs where your body can feel kind of sparked or electrical or orgasmic. Um, and um, it can feel kind of like you've uh, met God or deity or whatever word you choose to use. Wow. A higher uh, power that some people. Yeah. Okay. And I was just thinking it was really long sex. Like that's all I knew about it. Like it just like was like a day long thing. That's yeah. as the, my ignorance I was on. <laughs> like it I was like, be. oh, I didn't know. And so no, this is. I'm gonna come at you with all the um, novice questions. We'll be kind to myself instead of saying ignorant questions. I'll say novice. <laughs> Yeah, so I've always been kind of skeptical because, like, I'm an atheist, and um, and you know, when I like left religion, I kind of left my spirituality behind, and I've been really trying to find a way to reconnect with that. And so I've I've been really skeptical of of things like I don't know chakras and and other things that I would consider like New Age um, religion kind of stuff, but but. Having said that, like it's undeniable the results that people get from taunt, you know, the practice of tantra, right? Yeah, yeah. And you said something about like an electrical stimulation. Yes. Yeah, so uh, our body is electricity. It's fluid. It's soft tissue. It's bone, and electricity makes the muscle fiber. Uh, uh, contract, which allows us to walk and move around, that's just electricity. And the body has the ability to charge various areas um, through intention and visualization. For example, uh, many, many years ago, uh, uh, there was, um, they did this test case of somebody coming in off the street and they had them put their hand on a pane of glass and they took a an infrared type camera and they took a picture of where the hand had been and it showed X amount of heat transference and then they had the person sit and meditate and think about being in the healing phase you know shamanic or a healer or whatever Okay. and they replicated the, the test did another handprint on the another pane of glass and took uh, a picture of that and it showed a remarkable um, increase in heat transference. Mm -hmm. Um, So what we learned from that is that when you focus on various parts of your body and uh, with intention, you can actually change your body temperature. You can change the amount of electricity or energy that's flowing in that particular area you're thinking about. Um, with my, uh, students, we can get to a point where you can imagine throwing a ball of energy, which is invisible, of course, from person to person, you can actually feel the weight of it. And you could feel like you're actually flowing energy from one palm, uh, into the other hand. And 
for most people, that's like, okay, now you're really going over the edge. <laughs> and I just taught a class to a couple that uh, the lady was an anthropologist and the guy was uh, a union electrician in San mm. Francisco. And they've been studying meditating for two years when I found them or when they found me. <laughs> and uh, I had some really, you know, probably 10 steps of let's do this as an exercise and then that and that and that. And uh, each step uh, defused the negative thought like this is impossible. Mm. Yeah. Oh, that's it's what just, I need. So they have yeah. they had already established a, a practice so it was easier for them to connect a little bit more. So I mean it's a gradual process um, yeah. for that and you know open your your mind. Yeah, your like your belief, your mi- mindset yeah. is really mindset, what I was thinking yeah. of. You know, being being just willing to try it out really sounds like it's part of that connection to it as well. Um, right. That willingness to just kind of take it as is, not I'm going into it. I have this specific expectation. I better right. walk out with it, kind right. of thing. I do relate to, in some small way, to what you're describing, though, because like when I've had really amazing sex, it does feel like energy being passed back and forth between my partner and myself. Yeah. That's awesome. Right? Have you experienced that before? Yeah. Like, are you, I mean, you're kind of on the same wave, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, you you're just very uh open to what's coming and things like that i think really kind of helps set that so when um you're walking through somebody rocky when you're walking a couple or somebody else through this process kind of kind of what what does your practice look like can we start there sure have have all of you that i'm speaking with right now uh, versus the podcast have you watched the movie the karate kid yes yes so you know the scene where in um uh, miyagi Miyagi, um heals or Mm, helps neutralize some of the pain yeah how he claps his hands and he rubs them and then he puts his hands over the injured area Mm -hmm. yeah i always thought that was a bunch of bunk oh really i do that with my (laughs) tell me why it's possible rocky (laughs) there you go I said, tell me why it's actually possible. All right. Um, Let's see. Well, for one thing, when you, if you're able to believe that what I talked about with the hand on the the window pane. Yeah. That can be true. Yeah. Then in that type of scenario, you're actually increasing blood flow because of the the energetic relationship. Yeah, that makes so much sense. Not friction. You're not rubbing over the body. You're just. Oh. Uh, placing your hand over the area and letting the energy flow. Okay. All right. So, um, way back in the day, uh, my mother, who was a very, very conservative religious person, <clears throat> um, had me work on her once. And this was many years ago at the very beginning. And she was lying on the ground. And I had, at the end of the session, I was holding my fingertip on her forehead which has a key um, relationship with the central nervous system. And as I was holding that as, as my finishing hold, I was noticing how my fingertip was starting to get hot and almost burning. Mm. And then my mom asked, 
what are you doing? Because you're burning my forehead and I can't move my body, she says. Wow. And I go, don't worry. As soon as you want to move anything on your body, it'll move. You're fine. It's just uh, there's an energy relationship occurring here with that chakra. And, uh, and it's tapping into your nervous system and it's relaxing you and letting you, helping you to let go of things. So okay. whether or not you can believe that or not, that's, that was uh, one of my first experiences with energy. Uh, wow. That's, yeah. yeah. It was pretty cool. I, but anyway, when um, when I, as a therapist, take my intention and either use my hand, wherever I place my hands on someone's body, whether it's for healing or for sexual excitement or stimulation, um, there is an increased amount of energy where you'll feel the hands get hot. Uh, you can feel pulse coming through. Hmm. Uh, sometimes you'll feel tingling as a receiver or uh, a heaviness or a lightness, depending on what's happening. And, um, but it's just increased circulation of, of uh, energy in the area and increased blood flow. Well, that, that's just science. Yeah, yeah. So now we're getting we're getting down to like the scientific part, which I love it because if you know someone's like, eh, I don't believe in chakras or have a hard time with like connecting with that spirituality part of it, they can still connect with electric electricity and and, and energy exactly. and things like that. So, um, how about this? When uh, I'm assuming y'all dance, so yes. when you're on a <laughs> when you're on a dance floor and you're dancing with strangers, um. Every once in a while, you can come across a stranger on the dance floor, and for some reason, you're in sync with them. Mm. Have you ever experienced that? Yeah, yeah, I have. Okay. So maybe you could think about that as their energy body has information, innate knowledge, kind of like Feng Shui energy. It's innate information, and that bubble of energy emanates from them, and your bubble of energy emanates from you and the two mix. And sometimes when you get on the same page, that, that connectedness occurs and you're, you're in sync and stuff like that happens in, in Tantra. But with Tantra, you can do various techniques to make that happen at a deeper level, um, either with yourself or with a partner that's sitting across from you or while you're being intimate. Oh, so before we get into um, partnered Tantra, tell me about doing it by yourself because yeah. I've never heard of that before. I didn't even know it was the thing. I thought it was always just a partner activity. Mm-hmm. So I, um, we probably ought to talk about the four types of Tantra. Oh, let's do it. Yeah, you're We're right. skipping you're all right. over. Sorry. <laughs> Maybe get a little foundation developed here. Okay. <laughs> The, the old classical Tantra, which comes from India and whatnot, um, that's, uh, it's a modality that takes the individual um, and as they do these techniques, techniques the, the, uh, the seven sections of the body open up. And as each level opens up, the energy flows from their groin area up into their head area, which is your insight and spirituality uh, area, intuition and all that. 
uh, and they've used that to have their, like their meditation, uh, it's like their moment to dwell in this altered, uh, electric, ecstatic, um, heightened sense of awareness, um, place of being. And so that's their way to dwell with deity or life, okay. or that kind of thing. And then Neo-Tantra would be kind of that, plus America has taken the Tantra and made it more of a, who's really going to come to this? And it's people wanting to improve or be diverse in their sexuality. Mm. And so uh, Neo-Tantra, I think the word seems to have been recently developed, because I hadn't heard it until a couple of years ago. I think the, uh, the old Tantricas were getting really pissed off that, America has turned it more into sexuality versus, quote, spirituality. Mm. But you, you can do both in that. And uh, and there's something called White Tantra and Red Tantra. So White Tantra would be um, doing everything we're talking about, except you're not uh, making contact physically with uh, your partner's genitals. But um, we're still talking about individuals, so... Uh, I guess for that sake, you don't have to touch your genitals while you're doing this. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, okay. And then red tantra would be doing all the white tantra stuff, but you're also including uh, genital contact. Okay. Generally, uh, there's thought that uh, your genitals, sexual energy is one of the most potent forms of stimulation. And I think that there's a possibility that love emotion can be just as potent. Mm-hmm. Um, um, yeah. So in the, anyway, so those are the four, tantra, four tantras. And then all those four arenas have individual interpretation, mm. whatever piece of it that you connect with, um, you would probably draw towards and use that in your personal life. In um, in mine, I I'm not as interested in the spiritual stuff. I'm not um, I'm not as interested in doing the the ritual settings like getting out the sarongs and the candles and the altars and mm. and you know walking in circles as you empty out your negative emotions. Yeah. For me, that's very time-consuming. And if you're putting a 70-hour week in and you just got the kids put to bed and it's 11 o'clock at night, you really want to spend an hour <laughs> filling up your altar. <laughs> so um, in my personal daily life, the um, I because I'm used to working with energy, it's with my current partner who also has taught Tantra for 40 years. Um <clears throat> I uh, I just throw out my energy bubble, and I in- interact with her with that, and, and I can I, I do. We talked already about hands becoming hotter, but any part of your body can heat up with energy and tension, and I can send energy across to my partner. Various um, whether it's heart to heart or you know head to head or genital to genital or thinking genital energy flowing from genital to genital up to her heart to have a heart connection mm. with her. All that kind of stuff is possible. And she's so 
advanced in her sensory awareness that literally the second I think about what I want to do with this, imagine like a flashlight beam turning on and I'm sending energy to her, mm-hmm. she, she's already climaxing with it. It's, it's quite fascinating. Wow. She's in tune and picking it up. And, exactly. and, and it's that intention. You know, what you're saying is you're intentionally focusing on all those and with, you know, continued practice, um, it becomes easier and more direct. More responsive. Yeah, more that's, responsive. Yeah. yeah, wow. That's what I've been yeah. working on with my sexpert. Yeah, that you've the, been doing a lot of work that you've kind yeah, of shared and with. it really has made such a difference. Like, I've figured out that... When I'm not, when my body's not responsive, it's because I'm in my head instead of in my body. Mm. And exactly. I, yeah, I have to, it's so hard for me to get out of my head. It takes so much concentration. But when I do, I have this incredibly heightened sexual experience. So not, yeah, like letting that come and be there fully present, intentional yeah, with exactly. the space, time, and energy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's really cool. So with the old Tantra, our... All right, I, I guess I wasn't listening as closely as I wish I had been. But, um, but what, um, are you saying that that sex is actually, or sexual energy is actually a tool um, yes. to reach a higher spirituality? Yeah. Okay. Generally, the, uh, the three techniques is breath, sound, movement. So if you think about when you are in the throes of a climax, uh, you know, are you lying there mute or are you more active? Mm-hmm. Are you breathing harder than when you started? Um, are you groaning and moaning, mm-hmm. yelling and screaming? <laughs> <laughs> if it's good, um, I am. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so um, when you do, uh, you know, they have these breathing and moving technique, techniques that um, if if you're in your head, it gets you out of your head. It totally gets you back in your body because it's a, it's a kinesthetic experience. Mm-hmm. And you're, you're breathing and you're moving your body and you're doing all this with patterns. And it forces energy through the, the seven sections of the body. And when each section unlocks, the energy will flow to the next. And it all starts at the bottom and works its way up. So interesting. But, that's, you know, if you're going for, you know, the full body orgasm and the big wow, um, yeah. that's something you would do. And it does take time to do that, uh, to, to work through those layers. So, so is the goal uh, of Tantra really orgasm? Uh, hopefully not. Okay. <laughs> Orgasmic state. Yes. Uh, if you're, if you're climax oriented, then you may miss the party. Oh. It's almost like the difference between um, uh, sailboats and speedboats. If you're on a <laughs> speedboat, you're about getting to the end and you miss the journey. Yeah. If you're on a sailboat, yeah. Yeah, it's slower and you're feeling everything and you're involved and you, you see, feel, and hear more. Okay. So it's a, it's a full experience being, you know, because you said... So the full body orgasm, kind of describe what that is that you're talking about. All right. I will share a story then. I would love to hear. I, and I'm sure our <laughs> listeners would too. <laughs> if not, we're going to make them. Yeah, really. <laughs> so 
to give you background on uh, some of this stuff we're talking about doesn't happen overnight. Oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> it sounds like it takes it's practice. A practice. It's yeah. Right. So I shared, I shared who I am and what I do with one of my roommates, and she's a, a, a nurse scientist. And I gave her a really dry, uh, very technical book. I read two pages on it. And within two weeks, she had what it took me a year to get. Oh. So it was, uh, so the techniques work if you, if you do it. And uh, anyway, uh, so back to my, uh, my story. So I was taking this class for the third time uh, because it was preparatory to my uh, teaching on a, on a new cruise ship. And I was helping uh, my instructor um, in the classes. And so I went to the class for the third time uh, because I needed to pick up on his latest choreography and new techniques and <clears throat> just re-familiarize it since it's been quite a few years since I've been around them. And in the class, there was this girl that I was scared of. If, <laughs> you know, if anybody was screaming, she was the loudest. And if anybody was jumping around, she was jumping the highest. <laughs> and uh, it was like, stay away from me. <laughs> and... Um, and about, it was a three-day workshop, and towards the morning of the third day, she'd come up and said, hey, Rocky, I thought we haven't practiced together, but let's try to do something. And uh, my head is going, hmm, you used the word try. That means you're not that dedicated, you're just doing that. That uh, going through the motion thing, good. <laughs> <laughs> and when I stayed at the other end of the room the whole time, and then... Uh, and eventually, uh, that was the that was the day where we uh, integrated the whole two days worth of pieces that we've been practicing, and we were putting it all together in one choreograph. Do it, and uh, so she came running at me when it was time to do that. It's like, oh crap! <laughs> <laughs> so, <clears throat> for uh, for some background before I continue the story, there's something called Kriya and Kundalini. And the kundalini is when energy is flowing up the seven sections of the body. That's kundalini. And uh, kriya is a response to the energy flowing. As each chakra opens up, the body can have a, a jolt, kind of like a climax jolt kind of a uh, experience. And you can see it and you can feel it. Um, so... Anyway, I'm, I'm kneeling across from this lady, and we were fully clothed. The only part, because she didn't know me, we decided to keep our clothes on. And uh, uh, I think we were in sarongs or something like that. And my fingertip touched her fingertip, and we used our fingertips between us to kind of mark where we both knew our breath and our energy was as we were breathing in and out of the chakras and moving up the chakra line. And as I'm kneeling across from her doing these techniques, which incorporate pretty heavy breathing and making sounds, moving your pelvis and, and all that, uh, I was starting to feel the, uh, the kriyas or the tremors or the jolting in my body. And I was um, afraid she'd think I was being a spaz. So I, 
<laughs> I was locking my body down and not letting that tremor out. And, um, and then I just happened to sense somehow that her body was also going through a Kriya. And I was like, what? Maybe she's got some background. Maybe she has more background, you know, like, like I did. So I decided just to let a little bit of that Kriya out and a little more jolt and just a hint, a little teaser. And she did the same. And so we just kind of back and forth went with opening up, being real with each other. And we were both evidently quite um, practiced in that arena. And, um, and within moments, where both of us are in full-blown Kriyas and we're just jolting and breathing and screaming and ecstasy and energy is flowing and we're getting into an altered state and, um, and, and then we start busting up laughing because the <laughs> that we're experiencing and the rest of the class is going, hey, we want to do what they're doing. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, it was just a crazy ride. And, and then there was, um, there's, uh, this is actually my first glass ceiling experience in Tantra oh. with energy. And, um, as my throat chakra opened up, I recognized that there was a little fear, some constriction started and I kind of breathed through that. And then as, uh, as I broke through that, I was starting to get into that. Uh, connection with uh, life force, deity, or whatever the words you want to use, mm-hmm. was this kind of hum that came over my body. And then the class ended right at that moment, and the teacher had us lay down and spoon and not touch or move. Just lay there with your partner. And so I laid down behind her and spooned, and, and we recognized and sensed the energy between us, the presence between us, um, and just being versus doing. And mm-hmm. then the teacher had the student or the students turn and face each other, lie there gazing into the eyes of your partner. And I, at that moment, felt like I had made love with her. Mm-hmm. Uh, the most remarkable love you could imagine. Wow. And, uh, and at that point, my body is just humming. And we... Class ended, we had dinner, and then we went to the hot springs, and five of us went to go float in the pool, and they all decided they wanted to float me, and so they picked my body up the top of the water, and this humming in my body was still there. And as they touched me in the water, and I'm mean, just a light finger stroke around my ankle and my body is jolting in elect- electric ecstasy and we're all going, what's going on here? And so this literally lasted a total of four hours where I am in jolting ecstatic kriyas and anywhere these people were holding my body was like sparks of energy. So I'm really curious, Rocky, like, when you talk about this energy and the orgasmic experiences, like I've always thought maybe wrongly that orgasm happened for like a physiological reason that, you know, if, if it wasn't amazing or it wasn't working for me, then it was because, um, my body was just not 
Responding? Yeah, but it, but it wasn't responding because uh, my body was deficient in some way. Does that make sense? Yeah. yeah. Um, but from what you're saying, it seems more like energy is what causes the orgasm, not physical well, touch. Uh, there are three forms of orgasm, physical, energetic, and spiritual. Ooh, let's oh, talk about all of those. Yeah. Okay. And when you're referring to having difficulty reaching a, an orgasm or climax, um, usually, I mean, that, there's something called body locks, and they're the sections of the body that if um, if you have stress, then you have contraction. If there's contraction, you don't have energy flow through that section. And if you can uh, move it and open it up and relax it, let the energy flow, things work better. And um, even if there's you know an, uh, an abuse situation where you have difficulty orgasming or climaxing still, that could be um, an emotional stress in uh, any uh, multiple multiple chakras. Mm -hmm. So at some point, I was going to talk about that as okay. as, a, as a way to work through. But um, my mind just blanked out. What were we? Yeah, saying? we were talking different about the or three different types of orgasms. Oh yeah, energetic, physical, and spiritual. So physical is your, you know, you put your hand on the clitoris and you rub it. Mm -hmm. You respond, you rub it. And that produces a stimulus. And <clears throat> eventually, um, that stimulus increases at a point where there's, a, there's an explosion, hopefully. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, that's a real simplistic way of saying it. But um, anything can get in the way of that, you know. Your thoughts, if you're multitasking or if, you know, the partner quite isn't showered the way you'd like it to or, you know, things like things happen. Yeah. So anyway, so that's what I describe as a physical orgasm. And the energetic would be more the tantra where your energy body awakens through sensory awareness. And um, uh, I would say the my glass ceiling experience was an energetic uh, experience mm -hmm. versus physical, okay. and it was it was heading towards spiritual. But do you have you have a physical response when you have the energetic experience? My physical response wasn't actually physical stimulus. My physical response was the kriyas mm -hmm. as my chakras were opening up, mm -hmm. and the kriya is a physical byproduct to moving all that energy. Okay. And um, if you stay in that state long enough and you do all the techniques enough, then that will peak you beyond the kriya into your energetic or spiritual um, orgasmic state. Okay. So... And then what is, can you describe the spiritual orgasm I, one more time? Yeah, you know, um, have you ever had an experience where something was so in the, in the arena of love emotion, whether you see a baby being born or, <clears throat> uh, you know, you see all these pictures of a, of a mother holding a child and you can just feel what all that is. Mm -hmm. 
mm-hmm. um, even a, you know, a sheep and the ewe baby lamb out on the, and on the farm, just newly born. There's something really energetically special about that. Mm-hmm. And I think when you dive into whatever that is and you expand it and, for me, I, that would be breathing and doing these techniques, opening up the chakras and going into um, a state of unconditional pure love. Mm. And maybe when the, the upper chakras in the head, the intuitive and the, uh, the psychic part of your chakras are that open, I, I think that we come in touch with uh, the pure love of connection with the creator, mm. whatever your belief is in the creation. Mm-hmm. Um, and that, for me, that's what spiritual climax would be like. I think for me, the, the closest I come was when that girl that I was practicing with turned around and we faced each other's eyes mm-hmm. and we looked into each other's soul. There, um, the feeling of having made love with her was so profound that really was more, I made love, not sex with you. Mm, yeah. That was some love for me. That was some level of a spiritual climatic experience. Yeah. I can see it's that. really neat. And, and I think everyone can relate to some sense of that, you know, whether or not they call it energy or chakras or anything like that, they can, relate to that feeling at least or close to it right if they want more of that feeling how do you walk people through this practice you know what like you said sometimes having a meditate a meditative practice that you're continually working on it's it's easier to relate to this and connect your mind and body um but what do you specifically do with your clients? Well, first I, I teach people, I, I have them physically, kinesthetically experience feeling their own energy. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and you can do that by closing your eyes and bringing your hands closer together until you feel the presence of your other hand. And you may sense a, like two mag- kitchen magnets. Have you ever played with them? Yeah. And you feel that push or the pull, depending on which way you're flipping the magnet. Mm-hmm. Well, your hands will do the same thing. And where you're palm to palm, you'll feel that you're being sucked in or pushed away. And then you go the back of your hand to the back of the other hand, you'll feel the opposite of whatever it is you're feeling. But that's the very beginning. So you got to be able to feel energy. It proves to you that there's something electrical there. And then from there, you move on into um, sensing uh, getting your brain, your sensory awareness to recognize that you can, you can manipulate this stuff and and do things with it that are quite fun. Hmm. Okay, so now I kind of see a little bit of the time component in there. You know, it takes a little bit of like you can't just be like, hey, in five minutes, unless it's a very yeah. frequent practice of yours. You know, yeah. you're you're going to be able to fill this, and so that's why I guess my. Sure limited view was it's just really long sex <laughs> What's well, that? No, with, <laughs> when i play with my girlfriend the tantra teacher it's usually four hours of, of everything that we're doing running energy and teasing the senses and everything that's involved mm. made it be. 
and um, it's pretty extensive. It's it's just going to the playground and exploring what's what's going to happen today. And it's not that speedboat race to the finish. Exactly. Okay. It's uh, yeah, the slower you go with everything, the more you'll pick up on the nuances of uh, what you can feel. An entire, you know, experience, not just a genital one. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> a, a lack of words. Brady, stop well, laughing no. at me. We're all laughing at you right now. But really, oh, like, great. you I'm know. I'm sorry. <laughs> where, when you hear of sex, you just think of, like. Slapping and pounding. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but honestly, like, that's the way it's characterized most frequently in media. And it's always all about the orgasm in our culture, right? It's like. Well, pornography, the right? Line. Yeah. Every time yeah. you watch porn, it's just like, oh, beat this pussy up. It's never, yeah. it's never like, no, make love to me as a person. Right. Yeah. yeah. Well, and I think that's it's great that we're having this conversation just to know that there's a different level. There's different types. There's stop laughing at me, Brady. Like you're still <laughs> giggling in the corner. I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> but you know, there's there's more out there than just bumping uglies. If I'm gonna exactly. put it the most <laughs> Well there's- just opening your mind to the idea that you can have a sexual experience without involving the genitals. Mm. Well, actually, you can do everything we're talking about and still have genital penetration. So when you become so hypersensitive, uh, you could have a penis inside you. Um, I'm referring male to female. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, uh, But when the vagina walls are just so energetically sensitive, mm-hmm. there's, there's a form of micro motion that tantrickers will do where literally just less than a 16th of an inch of motion, just a hint of motion. Uh, and you could feel it inside you because you've taken the time to train your sensations, um, to listening to the sensations and feeling it. Mm. And that little bit of motion, uh, can be just enough to charge your chakras and ramp you up even more as you go into that stillness of connection. Mm, I want that. Yeah. That's that pretty crazy. Fantastic. We should have started with yeah. that tagline. No, <laughs> but like what, what type of clients or, you know, what, who do you see like get turned on to this or, or have more curiosity and want to explore what are kind of those hints and clues that it's like, Hey, maybe this is for me or this is something you could, would be fun for you to explore either by yourself or with your partner. Are you asking like what his typical client looks like? Possibly starter. How do you how do you get started in this? What when do you know that like I'm just thinking I'm like you know with my partner, my my spouse I don't like it. The, we're, we've got some lots of groundwork to lay before we're ever like at the point where you would hire someone. I think so. To help? Yeah, not. I mean, myself maybe, but us together. I just don't. You know, it's a different definition. You have to first kind of shift that paradigm a little bit to get in that mindset. Um, so yeah. So what are some of those clues and hints that, you know, that it's like, maybe this is another step that someone would enjoy and not an awkward forced into this is bunch of kooky duke or whatever. (laughs) I I wrote a, I, I wrote a list of 
how uh, and when and where this might be applicable. Yeah. So I'll just kind of read through that, and then the ones that you have interest in, we can talk about. So I wrote, who would be the, who would benefit the most from this lifestyle? And I wrote, long-term partners desiring a more full-body experience, individuals wanting another way to physically talk with their partners. I'm referring to kinesthetically talking with their partners. Mm. Individuals healing sexual abuse, paraplegics. That one I think is really interesting. Yeah. Those yeah. wanting to reawaken the honeymoon phase uh, of a relationship. Mm. Individuals needing an alternative to ED and vaginal menopause pain. ED being erectile dysfunction. Mm -hmm. uh, intentional countering of negative programming around sex. Yeah, yeah I think um, that's one we're always continually fighting through just because of, you know, the shame and things that are around sex and, and sexuality. Yeah. That's a theme that we're always bringing in. But yeah, there's a lot of very interesting talking points already right there. Anything jump out to you, well, Pamela? Yeah, tell us more about paraplegics and what Tantra can do for them. All right. Um, I heard the story 30 years ago about um, a paraplegic. Um, had no use of hands or legs, and he had a harem of women that adored him for what he could do in the bedroom with them. And it was, a, uh, he, he had the ability to, um, to turn on his, uh, I call it the human generator body. So when you do these techniques, any part of your body or your whole body be, can become charged with energy and you can magnify it and magnify it and magnify it and channel it and send it out to someone. And, um, and the person receiving it can feel it as tingles or pulses or heat. Uh, and as they train themselves to respond to it, they can have a, uh, an energetic spiritual climax uh, uh, from that stimulus. Hmm. And so that, uh, that was my interest in the paraplegics. Like if you can get to that level, uh, yeah, imagine what you can do with uh, being able to move your hands and fingers. And I, I yeah. the, the last the last class I taught uh, to this couple I mentioned earlier, um, I could tell that they were both really really responsive, and I think it's because they had the two years of meditating under their belt and they were used to moving energy in that respect in the mindset, mm -hmm. and so. As I had them do holding points on the head and the heart and then the low abdomen, I was watching her body language. She was definitely waking up. Um, and so I told them to, to have one fingertip barely touching her clitoris tip and one finger inside touching the G spot and imagine a, a river of energy between his two fingertips, mm -hmm. which would of course be traveling through the clit to the G spot. Mm -hmm. And, I was watching her uh, receive this, and her mouth is opening. She's breathing harder, and it's pelvic, her pelvis is starting to move. And I'm thinking, she may have not been ready for this, so maybe I had to uh, bring this section of the techniques to an end, and they could play that on their own later. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, but that um, that's just something fun that you could do with 
with energetics and whatnot. And what the paraplegics can do with thinking about it. Mm. Sometimes as a body work, I'll, I'll hold someone's feet and or their shoulders. And then I'll think about the energy from my hand flowing through their body. And do I feel blockages in the body? Like how far is this energy or like, a, for example, a flashlight beam coming off my hand? How far is that flowing through the body? And... I get this intuition that, yeah, maybe it's stopping at the hip or the knee or whatever. And then I'll think about working through that and getting that beam of light to go further from the shoulder to the foot, for example. And, um, and when you do that in the bedroom, because energy is energy, it's what you do with energy that makes it do what it's going to do. And so, uh, there's a difference between healing a client on the table or playing with your sex partner. And, and running these kinds of energy, it's, it's totally different, but similar. Hmm. The end result could be different, hopefully. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And so I read, oh, sorry, Brady. Oh, I was just going to ask, <clears throat> you kind of talked about um, the uh, reawaking the honeymoon phase. Um, what kind of things do you do for that? Well, it's pretty, you know, in, when you are doing life, and again, a 68, 70 hour work week, you've got kids and, and you've got cooking and cleaning and prepping and getting ready for tomorrow and all of that, then, um, your body gets contracted. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, the, the honeymoon phase is, seems to dissipate as we, uh, live life. And sometimes we go, Oh, we haven't gone on a date. In- four weeks or six months or a year. And we need to get a little closer together versus further apart. And by studying something like this, it's different than the norm. It's uh, novel. Your, your interest on both ends, hopefully are both peaked. And, um, and as you, uh, learn how to let your chakras relax, learn how to let the energy flow. You can learn how to be a lot more present in a hectic world. And, um, and so the connection is renewed and the desire to be closer to your partner is there. And, uh, I, and sometimes, you know, when you're both really tired, <clears throat> you don't want to put an hour or two or more of the energy that it takes to have physical sex. Um, there are times when I will hold my partner, uh, cause I drive around a lot. I'm, I have a 500 mile driving circle. And when I get home to her, it's like, I really don't have energy to be that physical with you. Cause it's a two to four hour deal. Mm-hmm. And so I will hold her and I'll meet her when I come into bed with this bubble of energy. It's like my whole body will be this, um, um, welcoming, soft, relaxing energy, and I'll just hold her in it. And uh, I'll, I'll, you know, the various chakras or sections of my torso, I'll send out as a, as a high. I'll just send a little beam of any little tendril of this uh, floaty little energy and just kind of talk to her with that. It's like, hi, I'm holding you. It, it's nurturing, it's healing, it's reassuring. It's saying, I love you. I care for you. And that may or may not go anywhere. 
I just may wake up in the morning and go, that was great. Or it may go into, hey, all of a sudden I've got the energy. Let's do something with it. Hmm. So for me, that's the honeymoon phase. Yeah. Still still doing what you can to connect with your partner. Um, so what services do you offer? You know, we've learned about kind of the starter game. <laughs> right. We've laid the foundation of what it is, but when someone wants to know more and, um, you know, what do you offer for your clients? Well, I am just de- uh, actually developing my website for the first time. I've always been on the road, mobile therapist. And now it's like pandemic, a time to get a website. It's <laughs> <laughs> definitely a little different. Um, so I am, um, I'm getting ready to teach clinical body work, everything I've done for 35 years clinically. Uh, and there'll be sections in that for, um, home remedies for, um, husbands and wives working on themselves or the kids, if they got a headache or a tweaked neck or a little ache here or there. Um, one of my philosophies is that, um, we know that women can multitask, but you know, Husband gets home. Well, that's a Miller chauvinistic statement. Let's say, uh, <laughs> okay, delete that, right? <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, you know, usually, I'm, I'm going to say usually the male is a little more interested in getting the ball rolling mm-hmm. for intimacy. And, you know, the wife has the headache or just put the bed, the kids to bed, and there's a little tweaker in her neck, and guy's going, that's okay, ignore that. We can do this. Mm. it's not so conducive. So my theory has always been, Hey, I know you got a headache or I know you got a little tweak in your neck or there's a little, you know, pinch in your elbow. So here, let me rub it out. Let you make, let's get you to feel physically comfortable as much as possible. And then let's see what happens. Mm-hmm. So classes will be generated towards that. And I also will be teaching uh, essential aquatic erotic massage. And, um, what is that like? Tell, tell us a little that, more about that. Well, that's, uh, in a heated pool, you hold somebody on the surface of the water and, um, it kind of looks, yeah, really, <laughs> it looks like, um, uh, water ballet. It looks like passive yoga. Mm. It feel like any kind of massage you've ever had. So that's kind of what it looks like. Um, for me, holding someone and taking them the process, you can go from being curled up in a fetal position to that first moment of stretching your foot out and leg out for the first time mm. and taking you through all those, those beginner motions, fetal type motions, and then taking them through uh, the progression of life to, uh, uh, to adult, to you're being held by a male and you're a female and this is juicy and, um, and the, uh, um, integrating sensory enhancement techniques, you know, the soft stroking of erogenous zones while you're holding them in various types of positions in the water, Mm. whether you're um, being held further away or close to the body. Um, so that kind of stuff. That's and, so fascinating. I didn't even know anything like that existed. Yeah, it's uh, it's pretty cool. I, I had this one muse for seven years. We've never had intercourse, but the the energetic that occurs uh, in what we do is 
is it's off the Richter scale. It's <laughs> so cool to be That's able awesome. to connect with someone and not have to worry about, you know, he's going to put the move on me. Mm. Yeah, <laughs> that kind of stuff. Yeah. It's dancing in a, in a different way. Mm-hmm. And you said you were you were also you know shifting with this times and doing some Zoom classes. Is that correct? Yes. Um, so I'll be teaching um, I'll be teaching clinical massage over over the Zoom if somebody's interested. And the the classes for working on partners and family can be on Zoom. The uh, essential massage, whether it's on the table or on the ground, can be on Zoom. And uh, unfortunately, the 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 water work is not be so conducive. <laughs> <laughs> Wouldn't want that electrical appliance to fall into yeah. the pool with you in it. <laughs> and then, um, where's the best place that people can get a hold of you or or learn more information from what you offer? Well, the the website's still being built, so my email is cancillarocky at gmail dot com. And that's spelled C-A-N-C-I-L-L-A, Rocky, R-O-C-K-Y, at gmail.com. Wonderful. Thank awesome. you so much. I mean, this was a pleasure. Was fun. Um, yeah, lots of fun. Learned a lot of... Yeah, I feel Thanks. like we just barely scratched the surface. Oh, barely. Yeah, <laughs> like... Um, I, I... So... I guess if we had a tiny baby step that we could maybe like assign homework or maybe not even assign, if we wanted to challenge anyone who was a little bit interested, what would be like a, the baby step? Would it be, you know, holding your hands when you were seeing yeah. kind of that energy? That's that baby step. If you can feel that maybe this is something you can go and explore. Exactly. So I'll give two, two th- three things actually. Okay. Uh, so one is you close your, high, your eyes and you have your hands out in a cross position and you focus your awareness on the, on the palm, both of your palms. And really, really be focused on the palms and then slowly bring your hands closer to each other and stop when you think you feel the presence of the other hand. Mm-hmm. And then when you do have that feeling, most people will be about six inches apart. Some people can be four feet apart. And, but whatever it is you do feel, just feel that and then ask yourself, whatever that is, can you stretch it out like a rubber band or can Mm. you squish it together and start kind of squishing, pushing and pulling and playing with it until it becomes a tangible thing. And it really is just your positive and negative energy making up your polarity. Mm. That's fascinating. I'm going to try it. Let's do it. We'll report back. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. So that's the first so, thing. Well, do that while you uh, get one of you to do that while I'm continuing to talk. Okay. And then um, do we cross like so it would so be you can't do, it's the back what? of the hand to the back of the hand, is that right? No, the, the palm, the palm, palm. To palm. Okay, cuz I was confused yeah. when you said cross your hands. Okay. Now, if you have difficulty, some people can't feel it if they're um, too caught up in their head. Okay. So <clears throat> I would say breathe, relax your neck, relax your shoulders, uh, relax your torso. And, um, and if you still don't feel it, then you could rub your hands together to warm them up. Mm-hmm. And then go to the cross position and slowly bring them together again and see what you feel. Okay. So you can't do step two or three until 
You've achieved step one. You get this one down. Okay. And what you feel is it's really similar to playing with two magnets. Okay. So if somebody really can't feel it, go grab two magnets, play with it without letting them touch, feel the push and the pull, mm. flipping the, mag- uh, the magnet around. Put the magnet down and then put your hands out and come together until you feel it. That should do it. Okay. So once you are adept at feeling this and you can push and pull and and mold it and play with it, then um, I would say that's recognize that that is just your electricity. It's, It's electricity is energy. And whatever it is you're feeling, can you imagine that being twice as strong and push and pull with it? And then can you imagine that doubling again and then push and pull with it? Mm-hmm. And at that point, then hold your hands on someone's forehead and behind the back of the head at the same time. Um, so the head is straddled between your two hands. And then imagine that same ball of energy between your hands. Mm. And, and, and just stay in that space for, say, one full minute, maybe two. And, and see how your body is altered. Your head is, your brain is altered. That's just an energetic interaction between the two of you uh, through the central nervous system. So when, when you really get that down then imagine instead of the palms feeling this slinky or this uh, taffy sensation between your hands, then just use your two middle fingers and um, (laughs) just for fun to put one on the clitoris and then one on inside on the G spot and start pulsing whatever you think energy is from one finger to the next, like you're throwing a ball back and forth. So that's the homework. Okay. okay. That's good homework. Yeah. That's, that's some of the best homework we've had. And that's not scary. That's easy. Like anyone can relate to that. It's fun. So, the yeah. whole thing is about fun. Yeah. And it's not like 16 hour long sex. Exactly. <laughs> what's wrong with 16 hour sex? I, I, my sex. I, must, I, I probably need to build this up then. No, but I love it. Thank you again so much, Rocky. We appreciate it. And um, when you get that website put up, Feel free to share it with us. We'll share it um, with all of our listeners and on our social media. And um, it's fascinating. I, I really appreciate all of your time. Yeah. Right, you're welcome. It was a it's pleasure awesome. to be here and share. <laughs> Thank you. And um, if our listeners want to get in touch with us, they can do that at saltysexcast at gmail.com. We also have a Facebook page. Please um follow us on there and if you really love our podcast and want to support us you can do that on patreon but you have to go directly to the address so because we are adult content you can't do a search for us on patreon so just type in patreon.com forward slash salty sex cast and give us five bucks a month so that we can keep doing this podcast mm-hmm. please 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 Appreciate please it. just thought i'd try begging today (laughs) and we hope you'll have a fantastic week we'll see you back here next week Mm -hmm. and uh stay sexy and salty bye Bye. Bye. yeah
What's puberty? Puberty? Well, puberty's a lot of things. Here's the piece. When you hear about it first, it sounds very strange. Oh, if it really bothers you, you should see a doctor. Then at puberty, certain glands begin to work, and our bodies begin to change. It enlarges the penis itself. And there's a center opening between those two, which is called the vagina. The sex education you wish you had in high school. Maybe a diagram will help.